On today's episode of the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about a couple of assessments that you can give to your clients, some quizzes, questionnaires that they can fill out that will take your coaching to a whole nother level. Unless, of course, you're already doing it. The best ones are. You are listening to the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast, a show devoted to uncovering the systems and the secrets that set the best apart where you learn how to take your coaching clients to the next level while you grow the coaching practice of your dreams. So sit back and relax, or sit up and get excited. Either way, you might want to pay attention. This could be important. Hi, welcome back to the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast. This is Doug O'Brien speaking. Today, I'm going to be talking about a couple of assessments that you can do as a coach, that you can do for your clients as a coach, and you can do for yourself as a human being who needs coaching, and you can coach yourself sometimes as well. These assessments are things that are brilliantly put together by a man named Thomas Leonard, who you should know of if you don't. He's no longer with us. He died, I think, in 1998, 99, somewhere in that vicinity. Um, but he is probably pretty much the guy that started coaching. He's the guy that wrote the book on coaching pretty much started it way back in 1993. And these assessments are wonderful and they're very simple and they're very powerful. And as such, they're a really good thing to do on a periodic basis and do your best to, uh, you know, ace them if possible. I'll tell you all about them in just a moment, but first I want to just start with telling you a little story. Um, back in, well, let's just say it was a long time ago. I was a young man. I was first starting off in New York City. I had an apartment in Brooklyn and uh, I lived there by myself. I had a piano and it was a lovely situation and um, basement apartment, perfect for a piano player, perfect for a piano player and piano teacher. And uh, I sometimes had to clean the apartment rapidly because uh, piano students would be coming over and I was a rock musician, not a slob by any stretch of the imagination, but also just not the neatest person in the world. I had learned around that period of time that um, when you live on your own, there's certain things that you discover. Um, You, you probably know this, but here they are. There are things like if you, if you put your dishes in the sink, uh, they'll be there. Next time you come back to the sink, nobody's going to be cleaning them for you. Um, if you if you toss your jacket on the couch when you come into the apartment, it'll still be there. Uh, next time you walk past the couch, or forever if <laughs> if if you don't do something about it, you you got to do those things yourself. I learned um, in my teenage years. I, I had not learned those things. I don't know why. It escaped me, but nevertheless, um, I learned them then. And at one point I decided I would take it to another level. And I I knew a friend of mine had uh, a house cleaner. A person would come in every couple of weeks and clean their house. So I thought, well, that'd be really cool. Why don't I do that? Why don't I I do that? I will do what they do and get the same results. So I, I, I contacted this house cleaner and sure enough, they came over one time and to my surprise, they started cleaning all sorts of stuff that I didn't 
think needed cleaning. You know, I expected them to do what they did at my friend's house, you know, like vacuum and dust and, you know, windows, whatever. But they started like cleaning my stove and, you know, cleaning places that I didn't think needed cleaning. And I think you're probably catching on at this point that I just was more of a slob than I thought I was. I These things desperately needed cleaning. And then after they were cleaned, I went like, oh, I see. Yes. Yes, I get it now. They needed cleaning. No doubt. And um, it was a very good thing. Very good thing for me to have this cleaning lady come to my apartment every few weeks to um, get those things. But on a bigger, a bigger, bigger picture about this, though, not just me as a young man being a slob, but just as a bigger picture, why would this be? Why, why would this be? And, and I will tell you, there's, there's an answer to this question. And that is that we have a, a device in our brain. It's actually just part of our brain. It's not a device. It's not like a device that sits in your brain someplace, but there's a part of our brain called the reticular activating system, which basically is the part of your brain that goes whoa, that's important. Let's focus on that. And, and and it does that for you. So like, for instance, if you ever bought a new car and suddenly you see that car everywhere. Remember once I bought a, a used Datsun 210. This was like 1985 or something. And this was a 1977 Datsun 210. I, prior to my purchasing of this vehicle, did not know that these vehicles existed. I, I did not know that. And then suddenly, after I had purchased my Datsun 210, um, they were everywhere. They were everywhere. It was amazing. I kept waving at people as they were driving down the streets, like, well, how are you doing? Same car as me. How cool. You know, it's that kind of thing. We notice what we deem to be important. And what, what, pray tell, do you think we deem to be important? Well, sort of depends, doesn't it? Sometimes it depends on the question that you ask yourself. You probably recall in previous episodes, we've talked about the power of questions and about how the question you ask determines your focus. And what you focus on is basically how you create your reality for yourself. So if you ask yourself good questions, you get good answers. You remember that. And usually when I bring up that particular topic, I usually start by saying, I'd like to have you look around the room that you're in. And you can do this for yourself right now if you're in a room. If you're in a car, if you're driving, then, um, you know, do whatever I'm about to say very carefully. But just notice, what is made of metal in your environment? What can you notice? What can you see that's made out of metal? Now, that's a question that you probably hadn't been posing to yourself until now. So probably up until now, you haven't been cataloging all the metal things here. And as I stand talking to you in my little uh, house room that I'm in, uh, I see a bunch of things like right in front of my face, there's this microphone that's made out of metal. That's pretty obvious. There's a lamp over there that's got a lot of metal parts. So just notice for a moment, what's metal in this room? Now, Again, if you're driving, ignore what I'm about to say. But if you are in any other way, shape, or form safe to do this, close your eyes. And with your eyes closed, now see if you can notice everything you saw in the room that's red. Ha, didn't see so many red things, did you? And why is that? Because I asked you to focus on 
metal things by asking you the question, what's metal in here? Your brain wants to answer those questions. Your brain is a question answering device. And if you ask it questions, it'll guide your focus to those things that you're asking about. So one of the devices, one of the uh, assessments that Thomas Leonard, the creator of coaching came up with back in the nineties is this thing called tolerations. He would ask his coach clients to make a list of 10 to 20 things that you're tolerating. What are you tolerating? Now, when you make that list, it's kind of curious that some, suddenly it's like you become like I was in my 20s in that apartment in Brooklyn. You start noticing things that perhaps you had not noticed up till then. Nobody thought to clean behind the refrigerator. You know, who does that? Why would you do that? But you might say, gosh, you know, one of the things I'm tolerating is all the dust behind my refrigerator and stove and other appliances. So that's something I want to get around to cleaning. I'm tolerating all those piles of mail on my desk, right? Lots of things that you're tolerating that you tolerate until you say, okay, I'm not going to tolerate that anymore. And then you do something about it. So it's a great thing as a coach for you, for you to make a list of your own tolerations. And then of course, do something about it. And also to have your clients do that, just to have a list. They don't have to worry about that you're going to make them do them all next week or something like that, but just have a list of those things that you are tolerating. A very curious thing happens, by the way, very often, just by simply having that brought to your attention, having that list made of the things that you're tolerating, very often you start to do something about them. You know, you start cleaning up that pile of envelopes on your desk and you start, you know, getting that dust drag out behind the refrigerator, the vacuum, however you'd be best to do that. It's kind of curious that having that list brings it to your attention. So then, oh yeah, I want to do something about that. No doubt about that. So the second assessment I want to tell you about that's really good to have as a coach is a thing called the clean sweep. The clean sweep is a wonderful assessment that Thomas Leonard created a bunch of years ago. Um, and it is an assessment of four categories, things that uh, are important in your life, four categories, things like the, your physical environment, your well-being, your money, and your relationships. Take those four categories and you, you look at 25 things within each of those categories that could be good or not. And you give yourself a test about them. You go through this assessment of basically 100 questions, four different categories of your life, and see how things are going. Think, see how you're doing in these four categories. And it is a monumentally wonderful thing to do. Now, the thing about the tolerations is that it's very simple. I can just tell you what it is, and you can figure it out and do it. You know, basically, it's what, exactly what we just did. I told you about it, and you say, hey, what are you tolerating? And that's the entire assessment right there. Clean sweep, obviously, I think it's probably obvious, is a bit more complex. And I can't just give it to you because it's not mine to give. However... Thomas Leonard died in either 1998, 1999, somewhere around 
the turn of the century he died. And um, I believe, although I could be wrong, that this is uh, yours for the taking, basically. You can you can download it. You can go to, you know, the internet, go to Google or Bing or whatever your favorite search engine is and type in clean sweep assessment. You can put Thomas Leonard's name in there as well. And uh, you will find this and you'll be able to download it. I, I have one right in front of me. I'm looking at it right now and I'm reading from this thing called the Big Big Goals Club. That's their website name. And it says, what is the Clean Sweep program? And it is Clean Sweep Trademark Program is a checklist of 100 items which, when completed, give you complete personal freedom. Complete personal freedom. That's pretty good. These 100 items are grouped in four areas of life with 25 in each group. Physical environment, well-being, money, and relationships. These four areas are the cornerstone for a strong and healthy life, and the program helps you to clean it up, restore, and polish virtually every aspect of your life. The program takes between six and 24 months to complete. Why did they say that? Because there's a lot of things on here that maybe you're doing, maybe you're not. And I will tell you, um, I will never get 100% on this thing. There are just some of the things on here that I'm just not going to do. I'm not spending a lot of money on, on sunglasses as an example, just, just not going to do it. Just, just not going to do it. But um, I get good sunglasses just so you know, but I get them at Walmart for like 10 bucks. That's me. Okay. But it's a still a really good thing to go through and you can do it and you can give it to your clients to do. Now, why is that important? As a coach, you want to have value added things that you give to your clients. This is a terrific thing that's like that. Because why? Some of these areas, right? There's four categories. Remember, physical environment, well-being, money, relationships. Some people are going to be great at one of these categories. But they might be so focused on one of these categories that they may not be paying that much attention to some of the other areas of their life. Like, for instance, they might have a lot of focus on the physical environment. You know, they, they spend a lot of care and time and, you know, painting and putting things together. And they've got the right um, air purifier and crystals. And, you know, they got the whole shebang, but they're not doing so good with their money. Or they're doing really good with their money and they're not doing so good with their relationships. So it's a really nice thing to say, you know, where am I in my life? Because, again like the tolerations, like the dirt and the dust behind my refrigerator, you might not notice these things until you ask the question. Until you ask the question. So these are questions saying, hey, how about this? I'll just give you a couple of examples. In the physical environment, it's a, it's a yes or no. So here's a checklist. My personal files, papers, and receipts are neatly filed away. Yes or no? My car is in excellent condition. In other words, it doesn't need mechanical work, repairs, cleaning, or replacing. Yes or no? Check it or not. My home is neat and clean. Vacuumed, closets clean, desks and tables clear, furniture in good repair, windows clean. <laughs> yeah. Windows clean? Yeah, probably not. Um, <laughs> you know, but they what they encourage you to do here is they encourage you to go through this and be a tough marker. Be a tough marker. Make sure that you are 
rigorous and this sub if the statement is sometimes or usually true do not check the box until it is virtually always true for you virtually always true so when you do that you're going to find that there's some work you need to do there's some things that need to be, get cleaned up for you and it's good for you to have that done as a coach you should be in the best shape you know mentally physically emotionally that you can possibly be for yourself and as a coach, you need to be that so that you can be that for your clients. And it's great to give to your clients as this value-added thing also gives you stuff to talk about in your sessions over the next three, four months, however long your coaching relationship is going to be. And it's not just that, but it is quite remarkable how when you get your ducks in a row, things work better in life. It's just, just simply true. And there's a story, I think I might've told you before I tell the story a lot, but there's a story that illustrates this called the Rainmaker. It's the Rainmaker story. It's a old, old story from Taoist China. Basically goes like this. Taoism, by the way, is basically uh, the right way of living. That's what they, they call it. It's just the right way of living, the right relationship with nature and the world. And so uh, the story goes like this. There once was a town in China that was having a drought and it had been very bad for them for a long time. So they got hold of this rainmaker. Now, of course, this is ancient, ancient China. So they didn't have internet or phones or anything. So it took them a while to get this guy to come. But finally he did. I'm using he just because that's the way the story went, but it doesn't have to be a man. Um, nevertheless, Rainmaker comes to the village and uh, they go, great, thanks. I'm so glad you're here. What, what do you need from us? Do you need some uh, bonfires? you need some drummers? you need some dancing girls? What, what do you need? And he said, no, 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 no. I don't need any of, any of those things. No. Uh, I'll, in fact, your, your town is so out of touch with the Tao. I don't even want to be in your town. I just need a cottage near your town to where I can, you know, stay while I'm here. And I said, great. So they, they hooked him up and they got him a, a nice place outside of town. And the first morning he got up with the sunrise. He swept the walk. He gathered wood for his fire. He made tea, drank it. He meditated. He had lunch at lunchtime, dinner at dinner time. cleaned up those dishes, dusted behind the refrigerator, and went to bed with the sunset. Next day, he rose with the sunrise, he swept the walk, gathered wood for his fire, made tea, meditated, had lunch at lunchtime, dinner at dinner time. went to bed with the sun, woke up the next day with the sunrise, swept the walk, gathered wood for the fire, made tea, meditated, had lunch at lunchtime, dinner at dinner time, went to sleep with the sun. And on the fourth day, it rained. I know that's a very exciting story. And the point to it is, quit looking at me like that. The point to it is that when you have your ducks in a row, when things are, are, are right, then flow happens and you establish flow. The right flow of energy happens in the world. And that's what the rain symbolizes. 
rain as a symbol of flow. So I think that's kind of what we do when we have our clean sweep swept cleanly. Um, when we have a large number, 24, 25, in each category saying, yes, that is true for me. Yes, that is true for me. If you can really do this, boy, you're going to notice a difference. I promise you, you will notice a difference. So these two assessments, the tolerations and the clean sweep, may not be essential coaching skills, but boy, they're great coaching skills. And they're both from the creator of coaching in general, Thomas Leonard. And uh, you can get these, I think, from Coachville. And like I said, the big, uh, what's it called? The big, uh, big, big goals club.com. You can get it there. And you can also get it from uh, newleafsystems.com. New leaf, as in turning over a new leaf, newleafsystems.com. You can get the PDF there as well. Probably other places, as I said, um, Thomas died a while ago, so it's, I think, somewhat in the public domain. I don't know if it is completely. That's why I'm not just going to send it to you. But you can get it, and it's great, and you'll, you'll want to do this. So think about what this means, because ultimately, you want to create value for your customers, right? You want to create great value for the people that are in your charge, people that you're being paid to help. And this is one of the ways you can really help them a bit above and beyond what they hire you for. And that's always good. Always good to go a little beyond, you know, what they hired you for. So thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again here next time on the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast. Well, that does it for another episode of the Essential Coaching Skills Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I certainly enjoyed having you here. Hey, if you want more information about Sleight of Mouth, you can find it at EssentialCoachingSkills.com, or you might even check out SleightofMouth.org. That's a nice website, too. Thanks. Stay safe. Stay curious.